0: All right, thanks for joining us for another edition of Chronic Conversations. My name is Jerry Leonard, a.k.a. Jerry Freakin' Anderson, and I have a very special guest that I've been excited to talk to all week. Let me give a shout out to the people that sponsor this program really quick, uh, Not Bad Creations with all your paracord needs, anything from motorcycle backs to I've even mentioned they did some kind of little harness for a monkey. So if you need something done in, in paracord, all right, already got a, a listener. Hey, how you doing out there watching us already? Um. But check out Not Bad Creations, also Thompson Personal Training for all your personal training needs. Um, He is also a certified personal trainer, boxing coach, nutritionist. He's been in martial arts, so years and tons of experience. Uh, Hit him up and tell him you heard from me, and he'll give you a little discount. And now on to the show. I'm very excited uh, here today from Paranormal Research, Ghost Investigations, Mr. Mark Holland. Thanks for joining us, brother.
1: Yes, sir. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to meet you, and, and and looking forward to uh, to having a conversation uh, all things surrounding the field of paranormal research.
0: Yeah, yeah, It really excites me. I've been um, excited about it. I, I guess one of the the main things I would imagine that draw people to it is, is personal experiences, or at least hearing about personal experiences. Um, let's start back at the beginning. What drew you into being interested in in the paranormal?
1: Yeah, personal experiences. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, right. and that's why a lot of people get into it. Um, probably my first personal experience was in elementary school, and was staying at a friend's house, and we didn't really know a whole lot about it then. Right. And and so so this one story doesn't take up our whole conversation. I'll I'll leave out uh, <laughs> the storytelling part of it and give you the highlights okay uh, friend of mine and this was in the middle of the afternoon we had just got home from uh from football practice
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um was in his room um changing you know who, who knows what sixth graders do right. And um <laughs> then what we heard what we thought was you know one of his parents come in mm-hmm. and uh so he looked out the door was like wait there's nobody there and then we heard footsteps that went into the baby's room that was right next to his room. But but that door going into the baby's room was closed. Of course, no one else was there. And then we heard the uh, rocker start rocking. And so we, we just kind of looked at each other and kind of crept to the door and and put an ear to the door and listened. Right. Um, And then uh, we heard the car pull in. I believe it was his, his father coming home and then we heard footsteps walk away. Oh man! It was it was very prominent. Now the weird part, and this is what really got me interested in, in trying to find answers and not just have an experience. Right. Was this was sometime later? We were throwing the football outside, and his mother had uh, been doing some gardening and stuff. So she dug up some dirt. You know, using some killing right beside the house,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and the ball hit the side of the house, kind of kind of hit the ground, and it sounded hollow. So we were like, what? So we got over there and and dug down a few more inches. And there was a a piece of treated plywood that was covering up a hole that went underneath the house that his parents didn't even know were there. So we pulled it back, crawled under the house. And everything that had happened at this house happened in in the baby's room and in the kitchen. Uh And we actually found steps built into the foundation that led to the baby's room. Into the kitchen, oh, wow. and the kitchen floor had actually been built over a trap door that you know lifted up like a storm cellar type deal uh-huh. um, that went into the kitchen, and that that really was, was kind odd. of a full experience. It was very odd. Um, there were several things happen. We'd wake up, kitchen drawers would be open, pictures would mm-hmm. be upside down. Um, we'd we'd hear voices and this and that, and, and it was funny because his dad was very skeptical. And uh, there was one day we we were all sitting there because he basically, I basically lived at his house. He lived at my house. We were neighbors and uh, the door started moving like this. And so his dad was like, yeah, I'll show you. So he got up and, and he just yelled out, stop. And it stopped. And then he said, okay, all right, do it again. And then the door started doing it again. And I'm not going to repeat exactly the words he used <laughs> of being a sixth grader, you know, of course. And right. um, it was, uh, he became a believer after that.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's those experiences. Um, usually the first thing, you know, you talk about that happening and I've had some experiences as well. Always when it's, it's happening, there's that, did I just see what I thought I saw? You You have to process yeah. it because it's, It is, you know, to me, paranormal is basically just outside of the normal or the normal every day. You know, not definitely not a definitive uh, definition, but but something I basically believe it is. And and those kind of things, it's hard to be a skeptic and say that those things can't happen because they do. That being said. I'm dumb. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) So I'm also very open minded to to whatever's going on, and that's definitely what led me. Uh, into being interested too is, is having different experiences. Now I've had multiple experiences and they've happened in different places from your experience. Is that, do you think maybe, am I manifesting it? Am I just drawing something like that more towards me because of who I am? Or am I just hitting these places that just happen to have situations? What, what's more likely to be something like that, that That, no matter where I go, weird stuff seems to, to follow you, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, that's a complicated answer. <laughs> and, <I bet. laughs> and, and, and let me say, as I explain this, that I'm not an expert. I just have theories. Right. Um, right. Uh, my team and myself uh, have uh, been doing this for about 20 years, you know, cumulatively. Hmm. And I, I really don't believe in any such thing as a paranormal expert or right. I'm an EVP expert, or I'm an infrared expert, or, you know, where'd you get certified?
0: From. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Exactly. It's, to to us, it's still a, a an unproven field of scientific research, just the way we approach it. But right. when you get into the uh, to the explanation of that, we do believe that people can be what we call sensitive.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Really, no different than people having an allergy. Right. You know, um, dur- during uh, you know seasonal changes and things of that nature. So some people are more attracted, drawn to it, if you will, more, more, their senses are more in tune. Right. So of course they're going to experience things, you know, more frequently. Yeah. Um, someone who's not paying attention to it, they could go through their whole life and never notice it right. simply because life is happening. The yeah, TV, radio.
0: It, it's not like on TV, like it's, it's usually so random. It's not, uh, exactly. I, I, it's just, you know, something happens and I'm like, that just happened. And then, it's like I told her, it's like I would set up cameras, but it's so random and and that it, yeah. it's, it, it's, it, it gives me a whole new respect for what you guys do. Because, I mean, I live in the house and I can't even imagine trying to capture that. So to go into these places, um, let's tell everybody who's not familiar with ghost hunting, what what might a ghost hunt or an investigation be like? How does it begin? And, and tell me about the process and what you go through when you're investigating.
1: Sure. We, we have people that reach out to us. And then there are some of the bigger places that we'll contact them. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're looking, say, to kind of do a, a step-by-step process, mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll make this very objective uh, for anyone out there who's interested in, in you know, starting to uh, do some paranormal research, um, paranormal investigations. Number one, first and foremost, is, is do your research. Um, you have to know a little bit about, where you're going, because it it makes more sense to try and find out Well, what may be the primer for this activity happening. After the research, try to get a layout of where you're going. Um, um, Plans. Actually, behind me, um, I have some plans. We'll be headed to Kentucky in March to a place called Octagon Hall, which is located in Franklin, Kentucky. And um, the team we meet, we map it out. As you can see, I'm no architect. Let me lean <laughs> this way. Not not by any means. Looks right. like a, I think my 10-year-old grandson could definitely do better than that as far as drawing. <laughs> um, and then we'll map out where we want to put based on research, based on historical and based on, you know, experiences that are reported from the location. And then we'll map out where we're going to put our equipment, where does our infrared cameras go, our, our static uh, voice recorders, um, mobile Um, then you go, you do the investigation Mm -hmm. and then comes what I call the fun part is, is the analysis.
0: Right. Um, Going through it all.
1: Yeah. Because we, we have anywhere from four to eight infrared cameras at any given time on on a location based on the size. Mm -hmm. Um, So you've got four, let's say if you do a six hour investigation, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: well, you've got four cameras, each with six hours, plus all the, not only static, but mobile voice recorders, the mobile cameras, such as our SLS, which stands for structured light sensor. And I know you've seen those on TV. They're the ones that yeah. make the stick figures
2: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: that you yeah. see when nothing's yeah. there. Um, you, you, you name it. Um yeah. So that's, just,
0: that's something else, you know, speaking of those things, technology's come a long way in the short time of yes. paranormal investigations, hasn't it?
1: Yes, the technology has vastly improved. There are a number now of of companies out there that actually sell paranormal, paranormal investigative equipment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, y- you know, we, we get asked on a consistent basis, well, what type of equipment should we get? Well, the right. first thing we say is, don't go out and spend 10,000 dollars, because you can right. spend that easily.: Yeah, I'm sure. on, on equipment. Start out small. Your, your best piece of equipment in the beginning could be your phone. Yeah, It's got a voice recorder, It's got a camera. You don't need an expensive $3,000 you know canon camera that, that does right. this and that and whatnot. It's, it's not necessary because a phone camera can catch just a good a picture without the pixelation, of course, that, that you know the canon will have. But yeah. if something's there, it's still going to capture it.
0: You you guys got some great pictures. Uh, you sent me just a few of them. My favorite one and the one I talk about uh, in the promos is the one. Could you tell me a little bit about the one about the people in the tree that only appeared on camera but not yes, sir. the naked eye?
1: Yes, sir. It, it, that was actually a, a tree. Um, historically, um, there were a couple of people hung from that tree. Um and And we did uh, visit the archives for that location.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and it was confirmed that that was the hanging tree, um, kind of a morbid name, but yeah. but re- reality of it. And we were taking test pictures of where we wanted to point our cameras during that particular investigation. And um, as we were taking test pictures, um, we didn't even notice it honestly mm-hmm. and until after the investigation, during the analysis, and uh it was like uh aj our co-founder he he and i started this this wild bunch many many moons ago um he uh he said hey what where were y'all at when we were and then you know we were describing where each one of us were at and then we realized okay wait there should be nobody standing by that tree right you know and and that happens more often than you think we'll actually capture for lack of a better way of describing it, more evidence after the investigation than you may experience during it.
0: Sort of like the military had the after action report. So that's when you really learn yes. what you had and things like that. Out of out of the things you've experienced, has there ever been a situation to where you felt like maybe your team is in danger? Have you ever had to cut an investigation short or maybe you felt like you was in over your head or anything like yeah. that that ever happened? Or
1: No no yes. and i attribute it to that to the team
0: mm-hmm. that
1: i have um they're, they're all very brave souls number one right. um number two the, they're all very intelligent as far as um the uh fright versus fight versus flight yeah. syndrome yeah. um you you kind of have to condition yourself
2: mm-hmm.
1: for that because let's face it if if you get scared Yeah. And then, you know, you run because a door slams in your face or you hear a disembodied voice like right behind you or something like that. Right. Well, number one, you're probably going to get hurt because you're in the dark. Number two, you're going to end up alone in a probably active haunted location.
0: (laughs) Yeah. and
1: You may experience something you're not ready for.
0: I've been on sites and seen things where they're, you know, making suggestions and some of them. perfectly logical and reasonable and these i'm about to state are too but some of them i was like it's kind of sad you have to put some of these rules for people to understand that they're not it's dangerous what you're doing there is a danger to it um and and i've even seen ones it's like um don't drink before you go ghost hunting it's like that seemed like it might be a little obvious to me but (laughs) obviously it's not for some people right um do, do you find that there's what are some of the more rookie mistakes that people uh, uh, take that if you could go back and maybe even talk to yourself or talk to somebody that's just starting out to, to kind of avoid in the beginning.
1: Um, Things I would say to avoid what, when you're doing an investigation is number one, be prepared for anything. We've been on investigations where we didn't have any experiences at all, Mm -hmm. but yet when we go to the analysis We've got electronic voice phenomenon on our voice recorders. We've got this that showed up on this infrared camera, that, but yet we didn't experience anything. Right. So, you know, they're, they're not circus monkeys. They don't perform on command. Right. Exactly. You know, and, and we'll get into the explanation of that here in a little bit, I'm sure. Um, but don't go in there aggressively. Don't go in there challenging, you know, uh, no provoking.
0: That's and, the part and, we were talking earlier before the show started. Yeah. I was talking about um, having respect for the dead, you know, and, and you, you talk about their energy. It could be an asshole. They could have been murderers. And I get right. that. But but still, I feel like there should be a, a certain amount of respect. And I feel like when you're provo- provoking them, then you are kind of exploiting them in a way and, and just kind of making them monkeys and stuff. Um, yeah. Is, is that is, is there like a ethics 101 for Ghost Hunters? <laughs> well, or yeah, not people not miss the really? mark.
1: Yeah, you, you can find some suggestions out there that, that have mm-hmm. been written down. Um, we, we've helped other teams start, you know, and educated them
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, on some of the same mistakes that we made. Yes. You know, when we were starting out, you know, no one starts out great. At right. it. And even after 20 years, we still have so much to learn. Mm-hmm. You know, again, again, we are no experts by any means. Um, we just have a lot of experience, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of occurrences. And so, th- think of it, and, and and this is something again. We are having a, a small discussion regarding this, Jerry. If, if I met you for the first time and I came to your house, and I come in there and I'm very aggressive, right? And I'm threatening, right? You know, hey, go get me a coke. No, do it now. You yeah, know, th- you're not going to be very responsive to me. No, <laughs> you know, and it's the same way with these energies as mm-hmm. we refer to them. Treat them with respect. Um, with kindness, with reverence, uh, realize that you're visiting where they potentially live. Right. And, and if you just go in there honorably and respectfully, it opens the door for you to experience more. Right. If that's what you're looking for. As
0: as it would, you know, like you said, if you came over to me and you're like, Hey, how are you doing buddy here? Have a Coke. You know, then all of a sudden you, it's easier to become vulnerable and make yourself put yourself in a position to where you want to uh, share or.
1: Yeah. Yeah, ex- exactly. There's too many teams that, uh, and again, I'm, I'm not going to, I've had people say, you really don't like those television shows. Do you? There's several of them that I watch on a consistent basis. Right. Um, there's a couple of them that I quit watching
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, because of their actions. Yeah. And, and, you know, right. you, you, you use your own judgment on that. Yeah. Um, but, Try trying to say this and, and be kind as I say it because we're not one of those that are going to demean another team right. for what they do. They have to bring their own flavor and what they're comfortable with. But I can say don't go in there with an attitude of aggression because you may get something. Being aggressive back that you're not ready for.
0: Be careful what you ask for, right? I, I, exactly. I've seen that as well, to where people were really aggressive in the situation, and and the energies were aggressive back, and it's it's almost like one of those things, like if you stepped in somebody's face and they was like, "Get out of my face, where I punch you," yeah, and, and you don't, and they punch you, and you're looking all shocked, and they always have that same shocked look in their eye, like I can't yeah. believe that energy did that. It's like, <laughs> yeah. well, why don't you? You were just right provoking it. Like, why wouldn't it? You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. uh, react in such a way is just
1: yeah you're you're exactly right and, and, and again the respect would mm-hmm. be the number one piece of advice uh, the don't again don't be aggressive don't provoke um, number two think about the questions and prepare questions that you want to ask right and then as as you go further into the night based on the experience that you have then your questions sounds weird they'll come to you yeah you know certain questions not to ask um, do you know you're dead? I mean, All right. yeah, that's yeah. a little bit ridiculous. Um, I've, I've heard some, some other people ask this question and it's just, it doesn't make sense. Um, are you a demon? Um, because if they are, they're not going to answer you.
0: Right. I, I, <laughs> I feel like they would be trying to, uh, lure you or trick you or or something where they're not going to be obvious that's that's not the best way to do right. it uh pat uh, right. even talks about like that with um certain friends and things uh, uh about uh about that sort of thing um it's it's, yeah. it's, it, it's it's crazy um it's crazy some of the things that that, that happen through these shows and stuff you're, you're talking about you know, some of them are good and i'm the same way some of them i really enjoy and some of them do things that just for whatever reason, rub my vibe wrong way. Yeah. I'm, not, I, I'm again. I'm dumb, so I don't. You know, they could be doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing, and and I don't want to uh, discredit it either. Right. But it, it, it's definitely it's just a better vibe when I feel like they're more respectful.
1: Yeah, and, same way. And, and and again, you know, the, those that are on the television, hey, more power to them. Right, um, they're promoting the field and the mm-hmm. study of, of, of paranormal interactions, um, paranormal mm-hmm. investigations. And, you know, being 100% honest, sometimes they catch some really great evidence that they get to share with the world. So, hey, that's awesome. Right. Proud of that. Um, you know, would we like to be on TV? Sure. Right. But that's not what we're in it for. We're not in it for fame and fortune. We're in it for the answers, for the science, for the research, and, and to help people. Um, yeah. Plus, you know, pe- people often ask, because I mentioned that, you know, are you a demon? Well, how often do you run into things like that that are negative? You know, mm-hmm. that might be what some people would say evil or whatnot. And, and in all the years, hundreds of investigations, maybe even close to a thousand, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll just keep it honest and say hundreds of investigations. We've had two cases where I would consider it just to be a purely negative energy. Right. So. Chances are, if you do it long enough, you're going to run into something Something along like. those lines. But a vast majority, 98, 99 percent, it's if they're a little bit cantankerous or aggressive in life and that energy that is left Very behind so. could be a little bit uh, aggressive as well. But it doesn't mean they're, they're evil.
0: Well, I was going to say, just like when they pass, like, you know, in life, things aren't always just black and white. There's kind of a shade of gray. So it's it's you know one person's villain is the another person's hero exactly so it's that situation where it's easier to label it and it's it's we don't understand it it is paranormal so it's 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 dark to us and, and therefore i think a lot of people just automatically assume that either everything's evil or right right which like it, you said it's not that's not the experience you've had at least in in your situation no. it's been,
1: And and I could pretty much speak for the rest of the team. Every one of us has been scratched, pushed, shoved, grabbed Um, things, you know, uh, clothing um, being grabbed or tugged on Mm -hmm. doors slamming in our faces. We've seen full body apparitions, shadow figures, uh, disembodied voices out of thin air and whatnot, you know, lights coming on and off by themselves, objects moving, you know, poltergeist activity and things of that nature. And, and in two cases, I would classify it as, as a very negative slash potentially evil energy, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of other things and primers that have to be in place for us to classify it as, as that negative. Right. You know, there, there's different things that we won't get into. Cause I honestly, I don't even like talking about that side of it.
2: Right. Yeah. And that,
1: that's not our focus. So we, right. we're focusing on, on interacting and documenting, um, What's what's out there as a majority, just like a majority of human beings are good people and nice people and and respectful. But we do have that small group that are cantankerous
0: because they're they're basically reduced, you know, because we all are just, you know, matter vibrating with a bunch of empty space. Basically, anyway, we're all just vibrations. Mm -hmm. Do you think maybe the reason you've encountered more of the positivity is is the, the vibe? which you guys bring into that situation? Do you think that maybe they pick up on that as well? So that's, again, it's sort of like that thing is that's what you're reciprocating?
1: Yes, firm believer in that. I always have been a firm believer in um, energy as far as people. And now science has proven that each living, breathing human being has what is referred to as an electromagnetic field. Right. It projects out. I, I joke about it if, if I'm talking with people for the first time or whatever. Man, the hippies were right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's so a many ways. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, we'll <laughs> Yeah. Who, who knew it with or without the drugs? Hey, they were right. You know? uh, yeah. So, um, you know, there's a vibe in essence of quant and energy to every single person. And if you pay attention enough, you can tune into that energy. Again, yeah. some people can do it more naturally. Others, it, it, it may take us a while to get there. But once you get there, uh, the, the um, example I like to use, especially for ladies, is it, but it, it, occur, it applies to you, you and me and everyone, every other male in the world, right. is you're in Walmart, right? Mm-hmm. You're in the checkout line. You're not really talking to anybody. You're just kind of there doing your own thing. And then this person comes up behind you you're not interacting with them. You're not talking with them or whatever, but there's just something about them that just your spider sense starts tingling.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: Something is not, that's that electromagnetic field that they admit it's an essence of your true self that cannot be faked or altered. And we tell people all the time, um, pay attention to that. Yeah. Because there's truth in that. Um, one of our team members, um, Todd, who, who is a local police officer, a mm-hmm. great investigator, um, was my martial arts instructor. And, um, and that's one of the things that, that we taught the younger kids, you know, when you feel mm-hmm. that pay attention to that energy, Trust um, because there's, there's a lot of truth in that. Mm-hmm. And that transfers over into the paranormal field, you know, w- without any, um, interference.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it really does. And, um, I've always been like you said, you know the energies don't lie. I've always uh, I tell my wife if I got a bad vibe from somebody, they always prove me right, but there have been times where I have gotten good vibes where they've tricked me. Yes. Um why do you think that is? Why do you is it just maybe the the negative vibe is so much more prominent and and easy to pick up on or Mhm.
1: Yeah, I firmly agree. Also, um, just like some of these entities, some of these energies that that we find on our investigations, mm-hmm. um, some people are just what we refer to as tricksters. Yeah, they want right. to lure you in um, yeah. so that then they can twist things, turn things or whatever to their advantage. You know, we've all had those those I'm not going to call them friends, acquaintances in our lives right. that if there's nothing in it for them, they're not going to be engaged or involved. Right. Right. Um, these energies can be the same way. Yeah. You know, so, so you just got to be aware. Um, again, we've had things thrown at us. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean they're evil. Uh, just may right. mean we're going to go away. Yeah. yeah exactly. Maybe they're
0: just trying to reach out and just, you, cause I, I imagine their ways limited to, to make you aware. So if they're trying to make you aware of something, you know, it's, it's almost like, like you're talking about survival arousal syndrome or that thing. you know. Say you're in energy and somebody's in here and you've tried to communicate with the last three people who've been here and you haven't. I imagine it'd be like you're a human. You're like, you know, you're more worked up. You're not, Now let me, well, maybe if I knock this over, they'll pay attention. Or what else could I do? What you exactly. know, It's not necessarily, like you said, a negative thing or they're being evil. They're just trying to say, hey, mm-hmm. like a little kid does. You know, little kids, well, some yep. little kids may be evil. So. <laughs> but, um, it, you know, they just won't your attention. Do you think that's a lot of the situation oh, too? Yeah. They just, oh, just yeah. attention like the rest of us, right?
1: Yes. And that's one of the things we tell homeowners that are wanting the activity to stop mm-hmm. is the first thing you've got to do is you got to quit feeding it. Right. You know, because they, they feed on energy. That's mm-hmm. why the theories and, and, you know, most people are familiar with this, And but you can go out there and do the research. You can Google it. Mm-hmm. Um, limestone quartz, running water, Um, even electrical outlets, things like that, that are constantly emitting energy. These things, you know, just like us have to, have to feed for lack of a better way of putting it. And, and when those elements are present, um, it can strengthen their resolve, um, give Mm -hmm. them more energy to stick around or or what have you. And so, yeah, the long complicated answer simply put, you hit the nail right on the head. Um, Kids, what do they do if you're not paying them attention? They're going to do something to get your attention, whether it's good right. or bad. Yeah. You know, they're still learning their their parameters of, of do's and don'ts. And sometimes children will actually do a don't just to get attention because they want to know what those barriers are. They want to know what those limitations are. Right. And it's up to the adults not to overreact and recognize that when the kids are acting out, it's because they're needing attention for whatever reason.
0: And the stronger yep. you react to the children, the, you know, like if they say a cuss word and you laugh.
1: You
0: yeah. You know, Yep, exactly. I've got grandkids. I know you've I've got
1: uh, two grandkids, got yes. two
0: grandkids as well. So, <laughs> so we both can relate to those type of things. And, and, and again, it's just a, a, a passed over energy. Um, explain to everybody, we're talking about energies now. Again, I'm dumb. So if I sound dumb and ask my question, just straight <laughs> out. Uh, uh, there's different kind of hauntings, right? There's an intelligent haunting and a residual mm-hmm. haunting. Is that yes. something? Yes, sir. Along, along, OK. Um, could you explain to people a little bit what the difference is in a residual haunting versus like an intelligent haunting?
1: Oh, yeah. A residual haunting. Let's say um, you walk into a place and there, there's something that occurs, whether you're there or not, around the same time of day. Mm-hmm. The, it's never exact, but around the same time of day. Right. But there's no interaction with you. There's just maybe a door being closed or, or footsteps or, or hearing laughter, you know, I'm just throwing out weird examples. Right. But it happens at <laughs> about the same time, um, that's residual. Mm-hmm. The intelligent hauntings, they're the ones that will interact with you, call you by name, answer your questions, um, tell you to get out. You know, we've heard that several, countless times. Um, So think of intelligent, meaning interactive. Right. Residual, just like a clock, whether you're there or not, they're going to do what they do normally around the same time of day or night.
0: Maybe like somebody who walked their dog back and forth in the same place, you know, for years, and then you look outside and you see the residuals of them walking their dog back and forth. Exactly.
1: Exactly. They're
0: not going to throw that book at you, but you're going to see them.
1: Right. Right. So it's, which, which leads up to, to another question. I know you didn't ask this question, but we get asked this all the time Mm -hmm. is why do we investigate at night? And the simple answer, it's quieter. No phone calls, no TV. Um, You turn off all the lights that way there's no chance of it interfering with your equipment that does pick up on electromagnetic fields that can be put off by electrical outlets and whatnot. Um, so you've always got to take a baseline reading to find out where natural EMF fields are higher Mm -hmm. in the location versus, you know, where there's none at all. That way you don't, um, say a false reading is, is paranormal. Um, so again, that's just a matter of paying attention and, 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 doing a a preemptive run through before we set up for the investigation. Um, But these, these things, these energies, these, um, I guess, you see, my my mind's going in 12 different directions because it's such a complicated topic to talk about, but, but think of it as the energy that is there, whether it be residual or intelligent, is going to do what it does regardless. Right. A lot of times when we catch this evidence, I like to say we're just lucky, man. Yeah. Or because of the research, we've asked the right questions. We've gone in there with a positive attitude, being respectful. And so they want to interact and, and whatnot. So I, I know that's not a 100% objective, black and white, definitive answer, but I, I think you kind of get I where i are yes. going.
0: Yeah, it, it does, and that leads me to something else we've been talking about, and most people who are a fan are, are going to know what these are, but we've used the word poltergeist a lot, too. Um, what is it versus those other two things? We
1: yeah. just uh, poltergeist, everybody automatically goes to the movies. Of course. You know, you're not going to get pulled through your TV, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't happen in real life. Um, Simply, in our estimation, poltergeist activity just means that this energy has enough energy to manipulate objects. Right shut doors, move things, throw, throw things, things like that. That's all a poltergeist means to us, is the ability to m- manipulate objects in and, and around you or, or in that same room. Um, uh, we explained the uh, difference between the intelligent and the residual.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: um, I guess the, the last one would be similar to what we've always talked about, and, of course, if you got really detailed, you could have uh, three sheets of paper, Word documents worth of classifiable things. But the last is, is those who are, who want to interact
2: mm-hmm.
1: and those who you got to really build trust, just like with me, making a new friend, so they'll interact with
0: you. So there's certain places or sites that uh, maybe you visit multiple times to create that effect?
1: Yes, yes. One, one place, the, the place, Octagon Hall, in, that mm-hmm. we're going to in March, um, that's the only place that we have gone to every single year. I've been going there for probably 17, 18 years. Oh, wow. Those energies are very familiar with us. And as a matter of fact, we call it an electronic voice phenomenon, an EVP. Mm-hmm. As soon as we got there, this was really cool. There's intelligent hauntings there um, yeah. was really, really cool. Because as soon as we got there, before we walk in, and we do this with, with all places, we'll announce ourselves, ask permission, and then introduce ourselves by name so that, again, it's a respectful entry. We're not just walking in and taking over their their home. Right. right? Yeah. So we set up a few um, static EVP recorders, voice recorders. We mm-hmm. go outside. We're unloading the truck with the equipment, the tables, and whatnot. And it's funny because the year before, we'd forgotten our table, and we borrowed one from the museum. And this year we remembered it, and we actually have a little girl's voice that says, "They brought their own table this time." Oh wow! <laughs> so that was one of my favorite EVPs that that we've caught because that shows intelligence, that shows awareness, that shows interactive, and and she yeah, they remembered
0: remember that. you that they're talking yeah I was gonna say they're talking about a previous time so yeah that that's yeah. that's like like I said it's a cognitive thing right. And it was fighting.
1: That was just a stroke of luck. We just had the foresight to as soon as we got there to go ahead and set up a couple of recorders because things don't just happen while you're investigating. Some of the best evidence we've gotten is when we're taking breaks and not even actively investigating.
0: I I would I was going to ask that. And that's because with my experience, that's that's the time when you're I could sit here and stare at an object for. Two weeks straight, and the minute I look away or something, then boom, then something's (laughs) happening. and It's not even uh, – so it's definitely good that we have all this technology to capture this. Do you know of anything on the horizon or any cool gadgets that might be coming up on the way that you're excited about possibly using in the future or –
1: yeah, there, there's actually, they, and I, honestly, it, it's um, Jason, my tech manager, if he's watching, he may be, and I can't see the chat. So, if there's any chat questions, I apologize. Um, uh, he may be able to to respond yeah. in the chat for this. Um,
2: I'll give it a quick chat. Th- there's
1: a, a, a new type of laser grid that will actually not only, you know, do the laser grid where you can see the figures, but it will actually map temperature changes. Mm-hmm. And then outline the figures if they cross that stream of laser again. I just can't recall right off the bat what it's called, but that's a really cool trifecta, what I call a piece of equipment they've recently come out with just in the past year. Mm -hmm. Um, Jason actually built our SLS camera, nice. Um, we we have two of them, um, and, and I I lost my train of thought there. Um, But I think, I think the thing again, going back to an earlier question, if you're just starting out, Mm -hmm. make sure you research the type of equipment that you want to get right off the bat. Right. Um, If you're going to just initially start, get you a couple of K two meters, maybe a millimeter, use your phone for video and um, go get you some cat toys. How Not do you feel about, buttons.
0: I've seen some phone apps that did the EMF. Is that, is that reliable as well? Or would it be better to do with the K2 or something like that? Uh, I
1: would recommend a K2. Um, there's just so many apps that are done for fun
0: mm-hmm. on the
1: phone, you know? So, so right. again, it, just in our experience, too many inconsistencies with some of those phone apps. Now, now some gotcha. of them, you know, may may be legit, but we have used most of them on investigations, and, and the results are too inconsistent for there to to really be any viability. Be able to use use to, to use time. that. But there again, we'll use it as a voice recorder. We we'll use it as a recording device. Of course, we'll go live during our investigations for anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half, mm-hmm. so people can experience an unedited version. Um, a live version of what's going on. You know, if right. something happens, great, they get to experience, this with, experience it with us. If nothing happens, great, they get to be bored with us.
0: <laughs> well, I was just gonna say, you get to experience the realness of it because you know it, it's, it's like fishing. It,
1: yeah, it's like fishing. Exactly. I would
0: imagine, and and you you got to understand, TV is produced for TV, so they have hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of footage that they yes. pull that little bit that makes you feel like something exciting is happening all the time. But right. the truth is some knots get boring, right? That's just the reality yep. to you.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And there's been many, many times where we've had this conversation, nothing's happening. Should we stay or should we go? Right. And then we'll, we'll, you know, buck up and stay. And there again, as I said earlier, we'll get some of the best EVPs that we've ever caught. Yeah. You know, um, Oh, I, I know what I was going to say when I lost my train of thought and kind of took a sideways there. Um, we're, we're talking about, um, some of the things that happened when we're just taking a break,
2: mm-hmm. you
1: know, not actively investigating, not interacting with them at all. Right. One of the coolest things we heard. And again, this was at octagon hall. It seems like everything's pointing to there again. Um, we were outside, we, we set up our command outside and we we're just talking. I think we, we'd ordered a pizza earlier in the night. So we were, you know, refueling mm-hmm. and there was a, uh, sound of a horse and then a man laughing, and then you heard the sound of a horse again. Now, people will automatically say, skeptics especially, you're in Kentucky. There's horses everywhere. (laughs) The nearest horse is probably two and a half miles away, Mm -hmm. the the nearest horse farm. And this sound, it was right there with us. And we didn't hear it because we just kept carrying on our conversation.
0: Well, let let me say, too, people, you know, they're skeptics and stuff, but what a lot of skeptics don't look at or won't tell you that I've seen, you know, shows, you guys, you know, there are things that do get debunked. It's not sure you need to understand, you know, there is some skepticism going in, even though you're a believer, because you you have to be objective and and be able to debunk the things that aren't real. So the things that are shine and it doesn't cloud the environment. right. Right.
1: Exactly, and and that that brings us to to the first and foremost thing I, I would recommend is be honest, be truthful, and build your integrity. Right. Um, because it all it takes is getting caught once.
0: Yeah.
1: Fabricating or, or saying something. Lie, you do right, it. Right. Your credibility's done. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, now we have, um, in the past, posted things that we thought were evidence. And then through continual testing, you know, diagnostics and things like that. Mm-hmm. Well, it Getting could possibly up. be this. And so we'll take it off. We'll yeah. post an apology. Hey, guys, there's just too many questions with this. We can't be 100% con- con- right. confirmed that this is paranormal. So we're pulling it down and we're not going to present it as evidence. Now, just, just be honest. Yeah. Um, and, and as you said, the skeptics. We've taken skeptics with us before and on two separate occasions, um, both of the skeptics, d- different people who went with us on different investigations left. And uh, <laughs> I, I'm not sure if I can say this on air or not. So excuse my French. But one you, of you them can't. said, OK, one yeah. of them said, oh, hell no, this is real. Yeah. And, and he left and, and didn't want anything else to do with it. Right. Um, we've taken other skeptics and, the, and they've, they've left believers, you know. So and, and that's the thing our motto, our team motto is we document, you decide. Right. So we'll present what we find in its rawest form. Mm -hmm. And then you have to make up your own mind. If you're still a skeptic, we totally respect that. We're not going to try to influence you or change your mind. Um, Plus even I
0: get it because some of the experiences I've had telling people about it, like you're even looking at yourself like that, just like, (laughs) <laughs> you yes. know it's, it, you still got to you're still i'm still going am i crazy as i'm telling the story i'm like you sure you're not just delusional or something It's like, <laughs> no that really happened and it's really hard for people to understand even how hard it is processed to people it happens to um, yes. um let alone if you're watching it from the other side of a camera or or a laptop or something like that mm-hmm. it, it doesn't really translate i don't think the experience right. sometimes unless you've uh had one yourself right right
1: you're right there's there's a cognitive a, a brain based function that on your first time that you experienced something paranormal. And, and, and I can speak this, you know, from, from personal experience, I can't say when I was in the sixth grade, because I had a, the mind of a sixth grader right. But as I got older and really started to go out there and investigate things. When, when you first experience it, or let me just use a personal example. When I first experienced it for about two weeks, Sometimes less, sometimes more. My mind's trying to make reason of it, trying to make right. sense of it, um, because it's literally cognitively speaking, there's a new neural synapsis that's being recognized by the brain that has never been there before. Right. It takes time to build that. Yeah. And so that's where that questioning, is this real? Am I going crazy? Is this? Yeah. So it takes some processing and some time before finally... After every excuse in the world that we can think of, and none of them makes sense to answer the question, what just happened? Right. You finally come to the realization and you can accept there are some things that happen I just can't explain.
0: It's, yeah, it's just like the Arkham's Razor thing. It's like it's the thing that makes the most sense. So that's probably yeah. what it is. Um, yeah. it, it's such a fascinating world that everybody is so caught up in solids and what they can see. Yes. What I mean, by that is, you know, up to a certain amount of time, people didn't believe bacteria existed, that viruses existed. They didn't wash their hands before surgery. It, it wasn't that those things are spiritual. They were scientific, too. We just weren't educated about them. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's tough sometimes making people understand that there's a science to this and it's not just a spiritual thing you're doing?
1: Oh, yes, definitely. Definitely. It, we've worked with people in the academia field. Mm-hmm. Um, And I'll be honest, every one of them that we've worked with have just asked, please don't use my name
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, because they don't want to be professionally associated. The stigma. Right. Um, They're, they're afraid it'll it'll not lend credence to their credibility. Right. And what they do. And I can fully understand that. And we respect it. But I can say that we've had medical doctors, um, physics professors, Historians, um, we 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 use them a lot mm-hmm. to try to help us validate, you know, our experiences because we want to stay legitimate. You know, mm-hmm. if it's truly non-explainable, that's what we want to present. Mm-hmm. And we've gotten some really, really good feedback. And I'll tell you a brief, forty-five uh, second story about that. We were at a Waverly Hill Sanatorium. I know everybody's heard of that, that the tuberculosis yeah. hospital in Lexington, Kentucky. And um, I was laying in in the body cabinet in the morgue, and I felt something grab my calf. About that time, AJ, who was standing outside the body cabinet, um, said that he's, and he's got a picture of it, an orange Mm -hmm. energy was shooting out of the body cabinet. So I started hearing voices, Mm -hmm. almost like a whispered conversation. It's literally, it sounds crazy, but it literally sounded like, you know, and that's all I could hear inside sure. the cabinet. Um, he heard it too. Mm-hmm. So after a few minutes, he pulled me out. We took the temperature gun and, and you know, measured the temperature on my calf uh-huh. and it was 14 degrees colder than my core temperature. But here, here's the weird part. And this is, um, we showed this video to a medical doctor it was only cold from my knee to my ankle. My foot was the sound where it was touched, you know, Mm -hmm. on my calf was the same as my core temperature. And this medical doctor said, medically and physically speaking, that's, that's not
2: possible. possible.
1: If, if that part of your leg was that cold, your foot should have been just as cold as the rest of your calf. Right. And he couldn't explain that. Wow. You know, so that was that was one example um, that will go to them a lot of times, trying you know just for validation and and mm-hmm. make sure that we're because more we're evidence you have, the
0: more validation and the the you know the the more smoothly it can be presented as well, right? Exactly. The more it is.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and and it still goes back to our our motto: we document, you decide.
0: We'll mm-hmm.
1: present it. If you want to be a skeptic, that's fine. You
0: can't. You know, yeah, you you can't. Everybody's perspective is their own perspective. It's nothing you can right. control, and it's yeah.
1: Yeah, we just we just ask that you that you disagree with us respectfully.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know? and, and, which you think shouldn't be that hard a thing to do, but nowadays it it does. Um, we have a saying in, in pro wrestling because there's a lot of people that want to bash this organization or that organization. Right. let's let's just stop bashing what we hate and start supporting what we love. Bingo. That way we can bring like a more positive spin on things. There's always going to be things you don't like that doesn't, isn't your cup of tea and that's okay, but it might be somebody else's cup of tea and you got to kind of just have respect for that. You don't have to believe it or anything like that. You just, it's just, you know, it should be respectable. Just be kind.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're exactly right. And, And, you know, accept those things that you choose to believe. Don't accept what you choose not to believe, but be respectful of other people for their varying and, and different beliefs and experiences based on the knowledge they have,
0: right? Because it's like walking on somebody's shoes. You haven't had those experiences, so of course your perspective is going to be different than those. And and that's where you just kind of got to uh, become understanding. Now we've talked about your team a little bit. Let's go ahead. Uh, I don't want to leave them out. Let's go ahead and and why don't you uh, name each one of them off and what they do really quick so we can give them a shout out and kind of. Yes,
1: sir. Them. Yeah, uh, my co-founder AJ. Um, he and I started this, like I say, about 20, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I didn't know him. He didn't know me. We met at a, a 4th of July pool party. Wow. And, um, I'm very extroverted. I talk to a brick wall. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll talk to anybody, which is kind of why I'm the spokesman <laughs> for the team. <laughs> it's what I do. It, You're you were know, the person
0: I said, I said, Hey, I'd like to talk to you about this. Like, you get in touch with Mark.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that, that was probably Jason. <laughs> who said that. Yeah. Um, and and so so I saw AJ sitting there by himself, not really interacting. And so I walked over to him, hey man, you want a beer? Said, yeah, sure. And so we sat down, started talking. I told him that I was actually planning a trip by myself to Waverly Hills. He said, Oh, dude, I've always wanted to try something like that. And so our literal first investigation was Waverly Hills Sanatorium, wow, one of the most the haunted first. places. And boy, I have a lot of stories from that as, as rookies. But um and then we have Jason, who is our tech manager, and Jason was actually a skeptic. Mm-hmm. Um, we did an event where we allowed people, you know, to come and we would, you know, pair them up with a team member and we'd take them to investigate and whatnot. And Jason left there non-skeptical, um, started his <laughs> own team. Um, we gave him some advice on that and whatnot, supported him. Mm-hmm. Um, then um, that, that team didn't really pan out because of the commitment of time. And, right. And, you know, that, that it takes. Um, and so uh, when we saw that, we reached out to Jason saying, hey, man, why don't you come join us? And he's been with us ever since. And, and then we have Todd, who I mentioned earlier, who mm-hmm. brings that police mentality, that investigative nature. And I could say between Todd and Marty, um, Marty, who is one of our, our, our other lead investigators and probably our lead uh, research mm-hmm. person, um, they're the two, I guess, most skeptical on the team. They're the ones that pose those questions that need to be asked. Well, but could it have been this? Well, do we, can we look at the possibility of this? They keep us honest. And then uh, the last member of of the team is Amanda, Marty's wife, Mm -hmm. who is a sensitive. Um, it doesn't mean that she can tell you if there's a ghost there or not, right. But she's just more in tune with that energy. She's not afraid of anything. She'll go anywhere and do anything. Um, and she really brings what you need, that female perspective. Because mm-hmm. she may think of questions or investigative procedures that, as a male, I just didn't think of. Right. You know, so we have six full-time team members. Um, and then we have two who actually live in Ohio, who have started PRGI of Ohio. Um, okay. Actually, the brother and sister of Amanda. And uh, they'll join us on some of the bigger investigations that we travel to. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's, that's, that's the team right there. We're very diverse. We challenge each other. But I think one of the things that, that keeps us together and keeps us strong and healthy, we have zero bickering, um, none of the jealousy or whatever, because, uh, people always ask, well, who's the leader? Every one of us will answer that question. I lead a paranormal team, right? You know, um, because we're all leaders. We don't make, there's no one saying this is the way it's going to be. It's either a group decision mm-hmm. or the decision's not being made.
0: Right. Everybody has to be a leader individually within that organization because it's a, a, a true team effort. Exactly. And I think that's
1: one of the things that really helps us and keeps our longevity and respect and friendship
0: because mm-hmm. we
1: enjoy being around each other. We, we enjoy investigating together. Each one of us brings a different flavor to it. But it's just that respect for if Marty says, well, it could have been this, then I'm not going to be one to say, no way. It couldn't have been that. It was
0: – Right, yeah, I you're have to no in way.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I have to take that into consideration,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, to stay objective and, and honest. So we help to keep each other on a level playing field, which is one of the things I respect. They're not just a team. They're my secondary family. Mm-hmm. You know, love those guys. Uh, would do anything for them. And, um, well, except for A.J., but no, I'm just, um, but we do rev on each other. Um, I'll, he, I'll edit
0: his name out of this program. Don't yeah, worry please do. <laughs> we,
1: we have kind of a running joke that if we were on TV, they could not film our trips to and from <laughs> the investigation. It would have to be made for Cinemax. Right.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, every other thing would be a bleep or whatever. Cause we get a little bit crazy. Um, but it's funny because as soon as we get to the location or we're pulling up, mm-hmm. everybody stops talking and we kind that's of start, dangerous. start finding that focus, that groove, you know, that, that game mentality and whatnot. But there again, like on our road trips up and what, you know, we're digging on each other, revving on each other, playing stupid songs, having a good time, because if you don't enjoy it, then why do it?
0: Right. Yeah. Why would you do something that makes you miserable?
1: Exactly. Um,
0: and, and that's uh, definitely, you know, he was talking about the amount of time it takes. Uh, you you got to put a lot of time into investigating. But I, I and I've never done it, but I'm going to give some advice anyways, is I would say if it's if you're even if you're a hobbyist, just to to respect. Respect the job, respect what you're doing, um, respect the people that came before you, Um, like you yes. said, you know, you're still learning. I was a professional wrestler for a little, little years, and I I still learn. Uh, new guys teach me stuff all the time. Right. Um. So I would just say definitely be open. That's 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 what I try to be. Remember, you're starting something new. Um. Don't go through that teenager mentality because you right. saw we because we get this a lot in wrestling. You know, they saw this on YouTube or they've been a fan all their life, or so they automatically think they have a knowledge of it. Um, right. Uh, is there any rookie stories you have of anything like that?
1: <laughs> How long do we have? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you take as long as you need. <laughs> yeah.
1: um, I, I, here, I, I'll answer that with, with, with this answer. We've taken people with us, you know, on several occasions who have never been on an investigation. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're not so proud to recognize that we can't learn anything else. Mm hmm sometimes some of the best things we learn are from people who have never done it before. You know, yeah. um, they may ask that question that we didn't even think of. Right. You know, that got lost in translation. Oz, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, the, the outside the box thinking, you know, that more creative um, mode of thinking. So we love that. Yeah. It's, it's, as I said earlier, it's a constant learning process. Um, again, to repeat myself, and sorry to do that, but, you know, we just don't believe in experts. Just because you're on TV doesn't mean that you're an expert. It just means right. you have the opportunity to make money off of Made it. It you're
0: charismatic, and yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, hey, more power to you. That's awesome. Um, but it, 20 years from now, good Lord willing, and I'm still investigating. Mm-hmm. I'll still be learning. Right. You know, there's never a, okay, I got this. We're, we're the ones that know everything. And then Mm -hmm. be willing to reach out and compare um, what you have with those other teams that are professional. So vet, vet Mm -hmm. other teams, make sure that they're we've come across some teams that have questionable motives, questionable behaviors. And so Mm -hmm. surround yourself, as you were saying earlier, with those who are going to be more positive and support provide support
2: mm-hmm. versus
1: who are going to be a drag and, and knock you down. Right. Um, as, as I'm sure you're very well aware with your wrestling background,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, th- there's cheese heads in every field, right. You know, in every field, um, just like with the energy, they're not going to really interact with you if you're a cheese head. So, um, compare because it's not about, it's not a competition. Right. It's not that we want to catch the best evidence, even though we do. But right. you know, we're not comparing it to other people. Um, share evidence, share investigative techniques. You know, why keep something a secret if it's going the to more you do? Into-
0: yeah, the more you do that, the more it gets out there, and the more education, and the, and then you know, now we have even more information. And that's that's you know, right. it's my curiosity that, that that leads me to this, is in what happened, and and so what I right. want to be is educated and. Yeah, it, it's good for me when guys like you get together with these other guys and they put stuff together, and I can learn so much from all of that. Is there anybody you specifically learn from? Was it an on-the-job thing? Did you have a mentor?
1: Like, yeah, Sp- personally, personally speaking, and, and yeah, I would just have to ask the rest of the team, you know, that question for their answer. Mm-hmm. Um, self-taught. I'm, I'm just like most of the team. I'm kind of a research nerd. Right. Read anything and everything I can get my right. hands on. I'm actually yeah. reading I actually have a book that's about this thick that I'm reading right now, uh, written by one of the early investigators by the name a man by the name of Hans Hoser. Mm-hmm. Um talks about different investigative techniques, different locations, you know, what's there, what's not, and whatever. Um, just constantly, constantly educate yourself and be open to new ideals, new approaches. Right. Don't ever get set in your ways. Right if that makes sense. And I'm sure with your professional wrestling background, you understand that and the ability to learn from somebody new who may have landed wrong from a suplex or whatever. And they're saying, Hey guys, I wouldn't do this. You know, you're going to take psychology of
0: moves is why we do something. And the psychology from generation to generation of why we do certain things changes. So you definitely got to keep And some, you know, in this field, in my field too, there's, there's those old folks that they just don't want to let go of, what was, first, <laughs> right. what is. Um right. And, and I'm an old head. I, I enjoy the nostalgia of that. And I, I, you know, that's more my cup of tea as well, but I'm also open to all the, the newness and what do I need to do for, for people today? Today's right. Life. You gotta, you gotta stay up to date. Right.
1: Yeah. And it, it, just looking at professional wrestling, just like with the field of paranormal studies, the evolution just from the seventies yeah, to now, and some of the things from the that, 70s to the
0: 80s and then from the 80s to the 90s, like every 10 years it's such a
1: Yeah. The the things that were too dangerous that they mm-hmm. learned that they don't do and don't allow anymore. Yeah. Um and, and you look at some of the early investigators, you know, like yeah. Ed and Lorraine Warren, who are probably the most popular, um, but yeah. they really, really furthered the field of paranormal research. And um there they did more. And, and dove more into more of the evil, the mm-hmm. negative side than we do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they worked with the, with the church um, and whatnot. And that's great you
2: right. know, because
1: it did bring that paranormal to the forefront in people's eyes where they, at least they would have to consider the, the possibility mm-hmm. of something not being able to be explained. Um, well, that tree fell because there was high wind. Okay, well, there was no wind. Yeah. And it fell because of excessive rain recently. hasn't rained in, in a month. You mm-hmm. know, well, maybe it's dead. Actually, we're cutting it up. We're going to you know, be able to shed. You know, Yeah. always back and forth, back and forth. And I think that's one of the things our team does very well is, is at posing those questions to each other so we can get to that definitive answer and, and come to the realization that, man, we have no idea what this is. Let's post it and see what other people think.
0: That's with my experiences. There was one we were in uh, Savannah. Imagine that. Had an, an experience. Uh, we were in a restaurant a diner. And me and my wife were having breakfast. She goes, That coffee cup just moved. And I'm like, Okay. You know, she's, <laughs> you know, we're just full with each other. So go back to eat. She goes, It just moved again. I'm like, Okay. So I'm going to sit and watch it. I'm like, Okay. You you got me. You're going to make me watch. So I sit and watch. And it moved. I thought, Well, that's odd. So I started looking for things that I thought of, you know, is it wet? So then picked right. up the cup, wiped off the bottom, wiped it up. Like, you know, I like I'm showing it, you know, I'll, I'll show you. Yeah. You're gonna move now. <laughs> Moved again. I'm like, okay, now I'm starting to get a little I'm like, okay, this is, this is weird. So then I'm like, well, maybe you didn't, my brain is trying to process. That. I'm like, maybe it's the angle of the table. Maybe, I don't know. So, so let's move it over here to this side. So now it's at a different angle. There's no, no, no wet spots. Moose again, ends up, one more time moving. And then we're just staring at it and doesn't do anything else. And here we are in a restaurant like this staring at a coffee cup. <laughs> and I literally looked. I was yeah. looking under tables like I thought I was on like a show or something. Like I thought right. I'm getting punked or I'm literally looking around like stuff. And, and and it's weird because I'd had experiences like that before. But each each new one is still Does there ever get a time like, have you had so many experiences now to where something happens? You're like, no, okay. Or is it still that same feeling like over and over and over?
1: That, that excitement, the day that we lose any of us, that excitement Mm -hmm. um, is the day we need to stop investigating. Right. Because there again, there goes the enjoyment, but there are some things, whereas, and again, I hate to keep using this as an example, but let's take some of the television shows. Of course they are, very animated because they have right. to be for right. entertainment purposes, right? And to keep people tuned in. So I'm not knocking it, but some of the things that you see happen on, on some of these shows, and then they start screaming and and grabbing each other and this and that, literally, are to to each person a man from Amanda to to anyone else. When something happens, let's say a door slammed or we hear a disembodied voice that's behind us, mm-hmm. our reaction is this. and then we'll look at each other and then another investigative technique is you'll notice I think a a mistake that's often made by those who don't have experience a paranormal occurrence happens you go right to the spot where it happened and it stops so our approach is we just try to get a little bit closer Mm -hmm. and try to interact so we can document it Right. You know, because every single time you go to that spot, it's going to move somewhere else. Yeah. You know? And so it, that's something that that we've learned over the years because we, we made that a uh, constant mistake too. Oh, let's go down there and see. Well, instead of going all the way down there, just go halfway down there. Right. See if they'll do it again. See if they, they'll, they'll, uh, even respond in a different way.
0: Do you think it, there's ever a situation where maybe some kind of energy is trying to distract you from something? Maybe they don't want you to know something. So they're trying to lead you maybe possibly away from information. Do you think anything like that ever happens?
1: Definitely. Definitely. There was a, uh, there's actually a hospital. It's an old hospital in North Georgia. And we've been the only team to investigate it because it's, it's used as an office supply
2: mm-hmm. building
1: now. And um, so, you know, they're not opening it up to mm-hmm. other teams that, We feel honored that we have exclusive access to it. And this place was crazy because we would hear sounds, voices, noises, footsteps, and we would Mm -hmm. go down and get close and try to interact. But then they would be down at the other end of the hallway. (sighs) So then we would go halfway down there and then they would be up the hall, the main hallway up here. It's it's like playing tag, you know, hide and seek the Uh, entire uh, night and everything that happened was like that. It was, it was just so surreal. At one point we all just started laughing.
0: Right. It's it's almost (laughs) like if I was an entity, that's what I would be. I would be the extra one. I would definitely be.
1: (laughs) If the good Lord allows me to come back, I am so going to mess with people. And and when my grandson or son or daughter-in-law or my daughter, whoever um, steps in my place Mm -hmm. with the team, when it's my time to check out and go home, if I'm allowed to come back, I am so going to mess with them. It's, it's not even going to be funny. <laughs> uh,
0: um, speaking of like you were talking about uh, going to some of these places and investigating, uh, let's say somebody wants to go investigate a place and there's not – like in some, some situations like Waverly or certain places, you, you can go and they already have like tours, groups, um, uh, teams set up. But let's say you want to do your own little thing and there's no team set up there. Uh, and you want to investigate at night. You you definitely don't want to just show up in the middle of night somewhere with your no. team. Um, tell people what they need to do. Uh, who can they talk to? How do they get to the right people as far as getting permissions and things like that? Because um, I know people are going to get excited about after seeing this show and they're going to want to go do some things like that. Sure. And, and and I don't want them getting in trouble, you know,
1: um, right.
0: uh, trespassing yeah. or things like that, that it's it's not you, you guys don't just go, OK, we're going to go to this place and then just show up.
1: That's definitely awesome. not. Definitely no. not. All, yeah. Like you said, always ask permission. Um, if, if it's someplace that maybe is, is not open to paranormal, but you've researched it,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, that, then contact City Hall, contact the local right. police. I mean, that's one thing we try to do, especially if we're in a location that we're not familiar with, is, is let the local police department know you're there,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, what you're there for. And there was one case in particular, we were down in South Georgia, more close to the beach, that area, and uh, we were investigating a place, and um, so we, we informed, you know, the local law enforcement, what we were doing, mm-hmm. and they actually had stories and experiences for us, for oh, our nice. investigation.
0: So, you got some extra interviews out of it. Yes, that's sir.
1: All. Yes, sir. So, always ask permission. Never trespass. Right. If you want to be credible, you will not go someplace that you're told, no, I'd rather you not. Just be respectful.
0: Mm-hmm. Find some other There's another place. Community. Right. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. There's
1: there are so many places and again just google you know Mm -hmm. places to go ghost hunting places to investigate you know paranormal investigations or whatnot and then if if i were going to recommend some places for for the novice Mm -hmm. um locally in the chattanooga area where we're at um i would say definitely visit ronnie at south pittsburgh hospital okay um that place has failed to disappoint there we've always capture great evidence and Ronnie great, is, evidence
0: from yeah, that place. It's,
1: great people that work there Ronnie is is great a in our book um, up towards Nashville the Lotes mansion yes very very highly active there um let's see where else uh, Kentucky again I have to throw out octagon have Hall Have you been to or heard of Corpsewood Manor? I have heard of it. We haven't been to it Uh, from the research I've done. And and you may know something I don't. Mm -hmm. So again, please correct me if I'm wrong. Most of it is in ruins now.
0: It it, it is, I believe. Yes.
1: Yeah. And and that's one thing people ask us all the time. Well, do we investigate graveyards? You know, and things like that. We do investigate outside at the locations we go to. Mm -hmm. But very rarely will we go to a graveyard or... (laughs) a place like Corpsewood that is in ruins mm-hmm. because there's so much interference with your evidence Got just you. from a noise mm-hmm. factor that it would be really hard to validate something. And unless it's very in your face, like that laughing and horse sound that we right, that I described active. earlier. So it, it's not that we don't cause we do investigate outside of Octagon Hall and, and mm-hmm. many, many other places. Um, but make sure you, you kind of, have an idea and and announce okay Mm -hmm. there's a lot of crickets there's a lot of frogs um you can hear a car pass by every few minutes or if Mm -hmm. if it's out in the wilderness like Corpsewood is yeah um, just uh okay as we're walking our steps are going to be you're going to hear the leaves rustling but when we stop we'll announce we stop so that anything else Mm -hmm. and and there again you can um google is great you can um You can, uh, you know, YouTube is great. You can YouTube animal sounds walking in the forest and this and that and familiarize yourself with it. And once you kind of get an ear for it, it's easy to tell the difference between an animal walking and uh, human potentially Mm -hmm. energy walking as well.
0: Yeah. And it's, um, you know, they can also go to places like uh, your paranormal uh, Facebook and, and your YouTube as well, because you can go and look at those videos and that'll give you an idea of what kind yes. of experiences, uh, other investigators are having at those, those places and what places you might want to investigate, uh, versus others. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm about to wrap things up, but before I do tell everybody where they can find you, if they want to get in touch with you or they, uh, also, um, do you have, do you guys do merch or anything like that? Is that available or?
1: Uh, not yet. We're actually looking at doing that. Um, okay. Uh, honestly, we're just so busy with the investigations yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, uh, that we haven't had time to do that. Um, but you can find us on Facebook at Chattanooga's Paranormal Research Ghost Investigations. Um, you can get to our Lutu- YouTube link um, from there also. Um, mm-hmm. Again, Chattanooga's Paranormal Research Ghost Investigations. Um, you can message us. You can email us at prgi65 at yahoo.com. Or, or you can uh, call us. Our phone numbers are on there, right. and we'll be more than happy to discuss with you where to go, where not to go, do anything we can do to help. Right. Um, that, that's what we're here for. That's our main focus. So we'll be more than willing to do that.
0: Well, uh, hang out with me here. Uh, when we get off live, I still want to ask you a couple more, more questions. And I just want to tell you, I tell all my guests uh, that I appreciate you giving me your gift of time because that's the one time thing you can't give back and i appreciate that more Thanks. anything so thanks for your gift to Tom. uh thank you to the audience everybody that's watching thank you for your gift of watching us uh thank you for my wife for always being supportive my co-host over here although she's been quiet tonight um <laughs> she is over here so say goodbye baby bye and uh, goodbye, we thank man. everybody for uh watching and staying tuned uh for the next one we have some exciting stuff coming up and i'm sure we'll get back in touch with uh uh you guys let's see what does it say so this is from this is from from prgi P- so i'm going to read it really quick yes, before sir. Right. if something happens we go into demo debunk mode pretty quickly yeah yeah well man thank you so much for being on here again thanks everybody for watching and we'll see you next time and i'll talk to you here in just a minute thanks everybody it's bye-bye great.